Howdy, Hootah Thunkers. This is the host of the Hootah Thunkin' Podcast, Zeb, coming to you with episode 98, uh, titled, I'm going to try my best at this, Capoeira. Capoeira. That's how they pronounce it. It's a form of martial arts. But first, let's get into the recommendation segment. And that I would like to recommend a show I just finished uh, yesterday called Reacher. And it's one heck of a show. I like to listen to audiobooks on occasion. And the past year, I listened to two of the Jack Reacher books written by Lee Childs. And he's written tons of these books based with Jack Reacher as the protagonist. Um, I had seen the two Tom Cruise movies that came out featuring Reacher as the main protagonist. And thought the books might be fun so i checked them out uh the tom cruise movies they came out years ago they weren't they weren't too bad it was pretty cool uh, i think robert duvall's in one of them so it, it was pretty neat uh to my surprise the books were even more enjoyable though uh but i did notice something was off while i listened to the um novels i was picturing a five foot seven tom cruise you know spunky guys you know Good looking Tom Cruise, you know, until the books describe Reacher as six foot five and about uh, 250 pounds. <laughs> That's not Tom Cruise. It was annoying but necessary to recreate the mental image of the character in my mind. Uh, it made the books more enjoyable. But then I saw the trailer for Amazon Prime's new series, uh, simply titled Reacher, and seeing Alan Richson was playing that's the name of the actor, seeing that he was playing the part uh, was a delight because. Tom Cruise, five foot seven, didn't fit the character. And I guess the people who are huge fans of the books, that was their biggest problem with the movies. Me, when I watched the movies, I'd never heard of the character, so I was just watching it. That was my basis for it. Now that I've gotten into the novels a bit, yeah, I understand why they were annoyed. Um, th this uh, Alan Richson guy is six foot two, and his biceps are the size of basketballs. He is actually bigger like gigantic he used to play a, a character called thad castle on a on the show i watched blue mountain state and completely different character but he's gotten even bigger since then this guy is immense he really bulked up for the role now um i am almost finished oh i did just finish episode eight last night um it was amazing uh the final episode of the season first season so eight episodes i think each one's around 40 minutes to an hour uh, check it out. It's pretty cool. And like I said, Alan Richson, the guy who plays Reacher, so cool. Now, and now for the main event. A friend from college recently posted a meme that said, when you play a fighting game but don't know the controls, and it showed the, the meme was a video of a guy dancing, sort of like fighting in a caged octagon. I recognized the movements from a video game franchise I used to play as a kid called Tekken. I remember um, there was a character that used – a similar style of fighting. A quick Google search revealed the character's name is Eddie Gordo. The character is a Brazilian capoeira fighter. Eddie made his debut in the arcade version of Tekken 3 in 1997, and his first console appearance was in the 1998 PlayStation port of the title. I did remember the character was or is Brazilian. I'm not entirely sure if Tekken series is still active, but if it is, you know, then, it's, then he is uh, Brazilian, the character. Now, so this week's episode dives into the unique form of martial arts known as capoeira. I was, I that meme that my buddy posted brought back this memory of this character on a video game I used to play. And I was like, I wonder if that's a real, I bet that's a real martial arts style. What is that? It looks like dancing. It, it's super spectacular. They do flips, they do tricks. I was like, what is that? So I did a quick Google search. Um, to respond to my buddy, hey, that's from Tekken. And then I read a 
sentence of the origin of this martial arts and was like, oh my gosh, I have to make an episode on this. <laughs> so Encyclopedia Britannica definition of capoeira is dance-like martial art of Brazil performed to the accompaniment, it's accompanied by um, a call and response, choral singing, percussive instrumental music, and it is most strongly associated with the country's northeastern region. The basic aesthetic element of capoeira uh, were brought to Brazil by enslaved people, primarily from West and West Central Africa. Between 1500 and 1815, Brazil was a colony of Portuguese the Portuguese crown, an empire sustained by slave labor. The business of capturing and selling humans brought enormous wealth to the Portuguese crown, but it brought huge numbers of enslaved Africans to the new world. Hundreds of people were packed into overcrowded, infected uh, holds of slave ships in order to maximize profit. As a result of the perilous and unhealthy conditions during the three-month journey, more than half of the enslaved lost their lives uh, and their limp bodies tossed overboard the journey from Africa to the New World. Upon arrival, they were sold at Sunday Market and sent to work in the hot, humid, and harsh conditions of the plantations, where many would be worked to death. The high mortality rates among the enslaved populations in Brazil, along with an increased demand for Brazilian raw materials like sugar, gold, and diamonds, spurred the importation of growing numbers of uh, Africans. An estimated 4 million enslaved people were shipped to Brazil until the mid-19th century. So that's the Brazilian slave trade in Brazil, or the slave trade that went on in Brazil. It's very similar to most of the New World. The enslaved resisted in various forms, though. There was armed revolt, poisoning their owners, abortion, and escape. The vastness of the Brazilian inlands uh, made it possible for individuals on the run to hide. Brazil is huge and really densely uh, dense jungle throughout the entire country. Some escaped and formed clandestine communities in the backlands of the rainforest, independent villages known as uh, Quilombos. Here, the Africans and their descendants developed an autonomous sociocultural system in which they could sustain various expressions of African culture. Historians surmise that Capoeira emerged from these communities as a means of defense under the oppressive Portuguese regime. How freaking cool is that? I, I Googled this. I just read like one really quick definition of capoeira, where it comes from. It was devised by escape, they think, escaped slaves who were brought from Africa to Brazil. They escaped into the jungle, made their own communities, and then they came up with this form of fighting. It's a mixture of West African martial arts and native culture that they found in Brazil. It's wild. And that was put into a Tekken game in the 90s. Tekken was ahead of its time, I guess. It was one of the coolest characters. Um, and you you have to look up a video of Capoeira. It's spelled C-A-P-O-E-I-R-A. Capoeira. Uh, if you also you can look up Eddie Gordo. So check it out. Um, now, so you had these West and West Central African people coming to Brazil by force. And despite how badly they were treated and oppressed, they brought their culture with them. The West African elements of culture were recombined and reinterpreted within the diverse enslaved community of Brazil to create a unique means of self-defense, both driven and disguised as merely a dance, but it's musical uh, by its musical accompaniment. Why can I not pronounce? I know a company, but why can I accompaniment? Accompaniment. I can't pronounce that. <laughs> I wrote it. 
how many times yesterday? Anyway, by the mid-1800s, the towns and cities of Brazil experienced an unprecedented urbanization. Cities grew in population but lacked adequate econ economic planning and infrastructure, resulting in a growing population of vagrants. The Paraguayan War between 1864 and 1870 brought a flood of veterans and refugees from destroyed Colombos into the cities. These people were attracted to Capoeira uh, not only for its sport and play, but also for its power and means of attack and defense for their own survival. And then in 1888, slavery was abolished in Brazil, but Capoeira continued to flourish within the Afro-Brazilian population, particularly in the northeastern state of Bahia, B-A-H-I-A. -A. No idea how to pronounce that. <laughs> Bahia. The government, however, recognizing the phys physical and spiritual potency of the art form and considering it a threat to society, continued to outlaw the practice until the early 20th century. So slavery's done. People have this new martial art that came from slavery and this awful thing, this beautiful product that came out of something awful, you know, if slavery, but you did have this beautiful martial art, which truly is really cool to watch. I watched tons of videos. And now slavery's gone, but the government still outlaws it because it scares them. I don't know. Capoeira became a widespread practice at the beginning of the 20th century. Outlaws, bodyguards, and mercenaries used it. Even some politicians practiced as a way to sway constituents. In this time, strong social pressure throughout the country slowly transformed Capoeira into a less aggressive weekend pastime. Eventually, Capoeira's cap Capoeiristas, uh, I'm trying here, were meeting in front of bars, playing in a, an apparently inoffensive kind of dance and accompanied by um, berimbaos. I don't know what a berim, I should have looked up what a berimbao was. The oppression of capoeira diminished significantly during the 1930s. During this time, a particular mestra or master had been working toward restoring the dignity and historical perspective of capoeira at his time. Um, and Maestra Bimba was born in uh, 1899 in Bahia, in northwestern Brazil. In 1932, he became the first master to open a formal Capoeira school called uh, Luta Regional. Luta Regional. And by 1937, the school received official recognition by the government. The course of Capoeira had changed. It went from this outlawed thing, and now it's an, it's an official. It's, it's different now. It's more of like a, a celebrated part of Brazil. Maestra Bimba established a disciplined method of teaching and legitimized Capoeira as a form of self-defense and athletics. He developed a style called Capoeira Regional, uh, which emphasized the technicality of movements, and a dance-like nature. When he was summoned by the government to perform in front of distinguished guests, Maestro Bimba became the first to publicly present Capoeira as an official cultural practice. And then in 1972, the Brazilian government recognized Capoeira as an official sport. The regulations laid down rules, definitions, bylaws, a code of ethics, recognized movements, and a graded classification chart for students. They, they systemized it. It also established rhythms for the music and guidelines for the role of the Berimbaos uh, during competition. This institutionalized and systemization of Capieta did not sit well with many maestros. Uh, they were opposed to such formalizing 
efforts, which they saw as an attempt to remove the art from its more organic grassroots environment. Despite their opposition, Capriera was already in, engaged in a tremendous process of adapting into a changing society. So it, it wasn't just this thing practice in the woods anymore, out in the jungles. It's now a legit thing. You can find government books on how to do it properly. Now, when I read about the systemization of Capriera, I immediately drew a comparison to yoga. Um, yoga also was a very um, rich and meaningful culture, part of culture um, that then became sort of westernized. Yoga started out as a small part of a very complex religious practice. I've talked about it before. But when it became westernized, it is now just a simply type of a workout routine that women wear certain pants and get mats and go and work out um, and don't practice the religion at all. I think that is what the maestros feared would happen to Capietta, that it would go from this, you know, very integral part of their culture, this gem that came out of the very harsh part of their culture and would then just turn out to a workout class that you could see right next to a Starbucks or something. Um, but that did, really hasn't happened yet. There are classes out there, but it's not as big as yoga. Now, Capietta is best described not as a dance, but as a sport in which the participants, historically sometimes with blades strapped to their ankles or held between their toes, swing their legs high and attack, perform aerial somersaults, and pass within a hair's breadth of each other's knees, head, groin, or stomach. Flexibility, stamina, rapidity of movement, and militia or deception are more important than sheer muscular strength. Although marked by the use of graceful fluid, uh, of graceful fluid and often aero acrobatic movements as a means to escape rather than block and attack, the game of Capietta quotations, the game of Capietta, as it is called by its practitioners, can nonetheless be lethal when in, uh, contact is made with um, a well-timed, well-placed blow. In current practice, two opponents face each other within the rota. That's a circle or capristas of capristas, practitioners of capoeira, emulating in a stylized manner the strikes and parries of combat in time with the rhythms of small musical ensemble. Music is indeed integral to the practice of Capietta. The ensemble typically consists of one to three uh, barimbaos, struck musical bows. That's what the barimbao, I forgot what it was. That they take these really bows and they usually have just a couple strings and one or two atabakes at single-headed standing uh, conical drums. A pandiro, which is a tambourine, a agogo, which is a double bell, and sometimes also a reco 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 reco, uh, a scraped bamboo tube, all of which accompany call and response songs, usually led by one of the Barambao's players. So this weird ensemble, you got these like single stringed bows that they pluck. You have these um, single-headed standing drums, you have the tambourine, you have a double bell that ding, that's dinging, and sometimes you even have these scraped bamboo tubes, and they play this music that coincides with the fighting, and the fighting goes off of the music. It keeps a certain rhythm. And so I guess the whole thought was that this was, historians believe they came up with this, the slaves came up with this to be like, oh, we're practice. we have to come up with a way to defend ourselves out here if anyone else, the, the, this uh, Paraguayan, or if the government comes to get us. But if they see us doing this, they're going to say, hey, stop practicing, you know, fighting. 
but they didn't. They saw this, and it looks like someone's dancing to music. You even have a couple people dancing together with music. However, um, that's what their oppressors thought. Oh, these are people dancing, and that's fine. Let them be happy or whatever. Um, but in reality, they were training themselves how to fight with deception. It's 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 spectacular. The, the history of it, what it looks like, it's cool. Since about the 1930s in the state of Bahia and somewhat later in Rio de Janeiro, clubs have trained students in precise kicking, passing, and strategic deception. In the late 20th century, Capiata became to gain or began to gain an international following, and by the early 21st century, active clubs existed in many cities throughout the world. Moreover, the art has gained many uh, highly skilled female practitioners, um, though it is though in, in its earliest capoeira was exclusively male domain. Now, um, that's the history of capoeira. Now I want to talk about um, probably the most famous person who does it. As I was looking into the martial this martial art, I kept coming across video after video of this one guy, Latif Crowder, uh, performing capoeira in various movies, including live action movie Tekken, uh, where the, the he played Eddie Gordo. So the guy that I remember capoeira from the video game back in the 90s, um, they actually did a live action version of that video game, and it was played by this dude. He also does Capoeira in so many different things. I know, um, I think it was like Spike TV or History used to take different forms of fighting and put them against each other, and they would, uh, it was sports tech science, they would, you know, let's see what a karate kick, how much force can be, can be um, come from a karate kick, and they did have Latif Crowder come in, do a Capoeira kick, and it was the most powerful kick that they could find. That's also said Latif Crowder is a beast. He's built like he's chiseled out of stone, uh, so he is really powerful. After doing some digging into this uh, into Mr. Crowder's IMDb page, I realized Mr. Crowder has one of the most impressive modern list of stunt credits I have ever seen. And not just stunts. He also does acting and, and uh, live action stuff. Crowder has credits on everything from multiple Call of Duty motion capture stunts those are video games. So video game people would, you know, capture his motion that would be very useful in their video games. And then he also has an acting credit on a Twilight movie. He was one of the vampires in Twilight. Pretty sure he got decapitated. <laughs> but he's he's been in so many different things. He's been in Captain America, Civil War, Tekken, Wonder Woman, um, tons and tons of shows. He was in The Mandalorian. He won an, a Primetime Emmy Award. Uh, for outstanding stunt performance um, in The Mandalorian, which is really recent. He was in the Book of Boba Fett um, doing stunts. So this dude is, you know, not a household name, but you might recognize him if you saw him. And you definitely have seen his stunts. You just didn't know it was him. My thought is that, yes, he is talented, but the martial art that he has been practicing since he was six years old is such a spectacular sport to watch. In addition to requiring incredible amounts of body and control and strength, it has probably caught the attention of every single talent scout that he came across. I'm thinking Capiera is what made his career. Sure, I'm great. I bet the guy has great um, work ethic or, you know, is, is a great performer and, and stunt performer. Uh, but also, just think about it. You know, a lot of people don't make it in the stunt and, uh, world. But I think he did because he would show them some Capietta stuff and they'd be like, wow, that's really cool. We really got to hire this guy. So that's just my thought, though. The accolades this guy has under his belt, insane, including primetime Emmy, Screen Actors Guild Awards, all kind of stuff. He got outstanding performance by a stunt ensemble. 
in a motion picture, Wonder Woman. He won that one. He got an outstanding action performance uh, by a stunt ensemble in a motion picture in Captain America Civil War, nominated. One for The Mandalorian, nominated. Uh, one in Fast and the Furious 7, also nominated. So tons of awards there. He got Taurus World Stunt Awards nominee for Best Fight in 300, Rise of an Empire. So he's been in stunts in like some of the biggest movies you've seen. You just never heard of him. So I just wanted to give Latif Crowder a shout out. He's probably the most popular practitioner of Capoeira, you know, at least in the United States. So check out Capoeira. Look at videos. Check out my blog because I got a couple videos of Latif doing stuff. Also some of those classes. Um, looks like the Today Show also covered it a little bit. That was kind of weird watching Today Show. People trying to emulate Capoeira. But Check out the videos of Latif doing it. That's L-A-T-E-E-F Crowder, C-R-O-W-D-E-R. Capietta is awesome. It's really spectacular to watch all the flips and stuff and the physical requirements, the strength and fluidity. And it's these people are badass. So check it out. Thanks for listening, Huda Thunkers. That was episode 98. Hope to hear. Hope you tune in next week. I do start a new job next week. I might have to change up my... Uh, schedule i don't know when these will be coming out but there will be an episode next week i'll get one done somehow okay but i just don't have wednesdays off anymore so i don't know maybe i'll have to crank them out sundays or something but it'll happen and check out the facebook post to, to do it and it, it'll be on all the same platforms so just see if the episode pops up thanks for listening who to thunkers see you next week <laughs>